Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever, however, and whenever you're listening. Welcome to another episode of The Melanin Report. I'm your host, Marquise Lupton, and we have another dope jam-packed show for you today. We got not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, or six. We have a room full of artists. I'm on my LeBron right now, not five, not six. Not seven. I cannot wait to get into this interview and this discussion. Folks, it is Friday, so it's monologue day. And you know what that means. You know I got some dope people up here to discuss these tough topics as we blow the top off of pop culture and hip-hop and how they intersect. Now, today we have artist, painter, and all-around great creative Tyrion Matt and his Larger Than Life crew. Tyrion and his Larger Than Life crew has just dropped some new music and they are joining us in studio today. And like I said, can't wait to get into the details with them. This is part three of three of our podcast series this week. And we started the week discussing our top five headlines. And then we had our dope interview. And now, this monologue. Ladies and gentlemen, he, she, they, them, tonight we're diving into a musical phenomena that has more impact than a bull in a china shop, the history of hip-hop. Now, if you're not familiar with hip-hop, you're probably living under a rock, and even that rock has a Spotify playlist, so let's break it down. Let's get it on! Hip-hop was born in the Bronx in the 1970s. Now picture this, a DJ, a microphone, and a beat that would make your grandma want to break dance. It was like musical rebellion, a sonic revolution that turned the streets into a lyrical battleground. It's the P-L-A-Y, just here to say hi, asking you, may I tell you about the day I picked up a microphone, a pad, and a pen. The legend of the tramp begins, the party host with the most, giving you a dose, see? Leaving instructions, so listen closely, two lines form, and make sure you step soon. Fellas at the back door, girls by the bedroom, the name is Flame, don't dare play me cheap. The microphone is a broom, and I'ma sweep you off your feet with feelings that you never felt. Another notch in the belt. Now let me hit you with some numbers. According to recent studies, hip-hop is the most consumed genre of music in the United States. It's not just popular, it's the cool kid at the musical lunch table popular, and everyone wants to sit next to it. Hip-hop is so mainstream that even your grandma's knitting club is probably discussing the latest rap beef right now. But let's rewind a bit. Hip-hop didn't just pop into existence like a surprise birthday cake. Nah, it evolved from the DJ scratching records at block parties to the poetic lyricism of artists like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. They were rapping about real issues as well, like social injustice and economic struggles way before it was cool. Broken glass everywhere, people... On the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out. I guess I got no Now choice. let's fast forward to the 80s and 90s, where some consider the golden era of rap, where we had the rise of legends like Run DMC, Public Enemy, and Tupac Shakur. These artists weren't just making music, they were crafting a cultural movement. They were like the Shakespeare of the streets, with beats that hit harder than a Shakespearean tragedy. Oh, Romeo, Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name. And the evolution didn't stop there. Hip-hop started influencing fashion, language, and even politics. I learned to lead from Mandela. You could never check me. Back to back like my terms in office, they couldn't get me. Back to back like two duelers, it's about to take ten paces. Back to back like Trump's divorces, I said it, now face it, oh. Thinks he's important because of his riches. When I look back, I might be mad that I gave this attention. But it's weighing heavy on my conscience. And now here comes the man straight out of It was like a musical butterfly effect with every beat drop causing a seismic shift in the cultural landscape. But wait, there's more. But now let's address the elephant in the room. The stereotypes. Oh, the stereotypes. For years, hip-hop has been unfairly pigeonholed as a genre that's all about flashy bling, drugs, and questionable fashion choices. It's like assuming all rock stars only wear leather pants and have a pet snake named Keith. Sure, some hip-hop artists embrace the glitz, but there's so much more death beneath the surface. He's right, you know. 
And speaking of death, let's talk about the storytelling in hip-hop. Oh, the storytelling! It's like a gripping novel set to a bass-heavy soundtrack. Artists like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole are the literary giants of our time, weaving narratives that are more intricate than a Game of Thrones plot. And seriously, if hip-hop artists wrote books, man, I'll tell you, they'll probably have more pop twists than a Shakespearean tragedy on steroids. Shut the front door. Now let's jump into the present. Hip-hop has become a global force transcending borders and languages. It's the Esperanto of music connecting people from the Bronx to Beijing through a shared love of beats and rhymes. But like any musical genre, hip-hop isn't without its controversies. There are debates about cultural appropriation, lyrics that push boundaries, and yes, the internal struggle of whether pineapple belongs on pizza. But really, 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 what I mean is the misogyny. These debates are like the seasoning in the hip-hop stew. They make it interesting, but sometimes you wish people would just stick to the original recipe. So in conclusion, hip-hop isn't just music. It's a cultural force, a phenomenon that's as complex as rap verses and as influential as political speeches. So the next time someone dismisses hip-hop, remind them that it's not just about beats and rhymes. It's about telling the stories of communities, challenging status quo, and creating a soundtrack for generations to enjoy. And if you're still not convinced, well, just remember, hip-hop is the reason your parents know what lit means. <laughs> now hold that, Sean. Now, on to our panel. And I hope you enjoyed that monologue. And if you want any more information on that monologue or any monologue that you heard on the Melanin Report, you can contact me. That's Marquise Lupton. Marquise Lupton underscore. No, that's not it. It's Marquise underscore Lupton at WITF.org. Again, that is Marquise underscore Lupton at WITF.org. Now, like I said, we have a jam-packed studio, a jam-packed show for you all. So, I would like to thank you once again for tuning in to The Melanin Report with Marquise Lupton. You could be listening to any other podcast right now, and we appreciate you taking the time to make us a part of your day. The best thing that you could do right now is share this podcast with a friend, because friends don't let friends the Melanin Report alone. And like I said, our panelist today is Tyrion Mack and his larger-than-life family. Now, before I get to the meat and potatoes of this discussion let me introduce you all. Matter of fact, let the gang introduce them to you. So, we'll start with you. Let them know who you with and who you are. Yo, what's up? I'm Lyle. Uh, we with uh, Terry Mack. Larger than life. Big packs. Mel V. You already know Big Vino's. That's the group. You know, out here with T. Tone Roof. Shout out T. Shout out, shout out everything. All the opportunities you're bringing us. T-Mac, Velcro Lestrange, yes, Sir. Sir Dominique Jordan, uh, yeah, we out here. Yes, sir, big ups. Oh man, so um, so T-Mac, let's let, let's begin with you, uh, uh, be, because this this larger than life uh, movement that you're doing right now, how did it start? How did you get into it? And then how did you grow your crew? So. Really, it started with me starting my LLC. So I was having, I had a, a mobile studio that I was taking to people's cribs and houses to record them and everything. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start an LLC. And now everybody can pay me for these studio sessions through the LLC. Yeah. Um, and then really just from there, it just grew into me, like working with all these different artists, working with different people. Um, I had a more like stable working base where I could have people come consistently mm -hmm. um, and it just turned into me having like a collection of people that I, I like genuinely believe in um, for mostly everybody here though I did this uh, independent uh, artist like class through Millersville mm -hmm. um, and that's how we met they came to the sessions and we met and then just we bonded ever since then and just kept working and 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 y'all 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 bonded y'all bonded through through music you bonded through hip hop so can you tell uh, the listener at home how does that come to be how how does this bond form over beats and lyrics mm. 
So we, that's that is crazy, right? Because it's like music that like we for I'd say for a minute we don't even know anything personal about each other's mm-hmm. lives. Like I'm I'm talking like maybe months, you know, maybe <laughs> or we're working. We don't know anything personal about each other, but yeah. we're like we're falling in love with the what we're making every day, like yeah. the the end result. So it, it's funny you say that because yeah, it was just that like love. We all love the same beats, the same sounds, the same ideas, the same vibe, and then it just turned into a relationship between us all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, let's uh, let let's uh, bring Sir Dom um I- I- into this. Uh, Hip hop has been a powerful cultural force. Uh, so, in your opinion, how has the genre influenced uh, your life and the formation of this larger than life? Um. Honestly, that's a that's a really loaded question. Uh, it's been a it's been a whirlwind opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Really, just being able to find like minded people to. To, to use it as a tool like not just of course like we love to to create and like we want to make it you know monetize and make it something profitable for us and and become something special with it but using it as a tool to impact our community has probably like been the best part about it because mm-hmm. not only has it um been a caveat to more opportunities but we're really seeing the fruits of our labors we're seeing some of these young people growing up in a space where they're really looking up to us fans of what our, what we're creating yeah and then organically we build a fan base from there you know what i'm saying so um it, it's been beautiful to see seeing like so much different types of hip-hop you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying um like i met uh most of the individuals here with us today at an open mic in the city you know what wow, i'm saying yeah. and all of them sound mad different, and then to come to find out, they all in one crew. And I'm like, oh shoot, like yo, it's, it's it's smoke out here now. But like, it just shows that you know the community around Lancaster County, Central Pennsylvania, and hip hop is like super bright, and it's going to continue to grow. Um, we just got to keep on creating opportunities for other people to build together. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so this is this is an open uh, uh question for the uh forum here now. Hip hop being fifty years old, you mm-hmm. know, if 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 you can um, put it in a caricature and and think about a person that is fifty years old, I'll start off with you. Um, what does that significance of that fifty years of hip hop? What does that mean to you and you adding to this legacy of hip hop? Uh, I like to think back to like the seventies when it really started. Like, yeah. Uh, my mom was born in the seventies mm-hmm. and. Growing up, that's all she, all she listened to, like, all I was around. And I'm sure that's all she was around because, like, that's, like, all she listened to, too. So, like, going back to the 70s, I like to just, like, hear what they, where they came from, where it evolved to the 80s, then to the 90s. That's where I, like, really, like, find myself really, like, diving deep. Yeah. And, like, I just, I, I try to pay respect by listening to everything and finding influences each each era of hip-hop mm-hmm. so it can just live on like in the future that's what i try to put in my element of music oh dig it dig it dig it so um so uh, again this is a, a a open-ended uh question here for the group so your group's name larger than life suggests a bold and impactful presence so how do you strive to embody this larger than life energy in your music and performances oh i, I, I think yeah go ahead how do I strive to embody it? Yes, sir. I embody it through, 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 through dancing. Mm-hmm. Being from West Africa, and voice-wise, because I think that's the main thing for like a human being. Mm-hmm. But like embodying it is like dancing and just expressing like your 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 body movements the yeah. way like you know what I'm saying. So. It, it's so simple. Life yeah. is really simpler than we think. Mm-hmm. So my embodiment to make it even and simple is just dancing, like dance to the rhythm. Now flow with it, go with the flow. Now you said that you said that you have a a West African um, appeal approach. How how does that mix in with your artistry? How it mix in with my artistry is always. Though intense, but still chill. Mm-hmm. Though, like, it seems, like, smooth, but you could still find a way to dance to it. Yeah. And it's just thanking God for, like, what's going on and being here and being present. That's right. just thanking God. Right, right. Dig it, dig it. So, um, so Tyrion, uh, can you tell us ab- about this creative process with your group? How do you collaborate 
and bring your individual strengths to create the unique sound of Larger Than Life. Mm. So I really think it just comes down to like creating a comfortable environment to create the music, right? So mm. like I'm just big on like not pressing for any direction when we're creating. Like if yeah. it's something from scratch, like I'll just I just love like being like just play, like just play around with it, like just record, like be, you know, like just be goofy for a second, like whatever comes out comes out, but we're recording everything cuz it's like something that comes out could be it. And it's like, yo, that was cool, just leave it. Yeah. It's like like there could be a song where it's like, yo, I don't even know what you said, yeah. but we kept that in there because it just sounded cool you know so it's like just creating like a comfortable and like fun environment to create the music and um i think that just helps us all collaborate together yeah yeah and uh and and hip-hop um um it it has always been this collaborative kind of thing like even with its inception um so how, how do you all um honor you know the the history of hip-hop and then usher in this new flavor and feel because that's what that's what i'm feeling right now that this is something new i i think one way like more organically like with this specific project um one thing that i thought was really cool just a way to like you know in in in, in a new era way to beat the streets like obviously like nobody's outside selling mixtapes right now nobody but like it's harder to do that mm -hmm. in today's age right so um creating new ways to get fans or supporters to want to be a part of the process um Tyrion had like a little contest going on where you could uh, uh design the cover art for the project yeah so now people are submitting you know multiple things wondering like who's gonna get picked who's gonna get picked the more people are talking about it the more people are sharing that the more other people are wondering oh what what is this all about right and he ends up picking his son's joint which was mad tough mm -hmm. right um so yeah, like that was just an organic way to be able to provide other elements to to hip hop that are outside of just music. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but then also staying true to you know who we are as artists, right? Like I'm a lyricist, and and when it when it comes down to it, so I try to bring that element to the music. But I feel like this project specifically is like a beautiful way to like bring different types of hip-hop you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. different subgenres of hip-hop under one element and it still doesn't it doesn't sound like overbearing but it sounds like tasteful you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah i think it got something for everybody on there yeah you said um mm -hmm. you said a bar right there you, you said uh hip-hop is is more than music and, mm -hmm. and and that that's what it definitely is you know it's 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 dancing as mm -hmm. As you said, um, uh, it's 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 graffiti, it's it's camaraderie. Mm -hmm. um, so so how how do you all in incorporate um, the wholeness of uh, of hip hop into larger than life? Mm. I'd say I'd say I definitely like encourage everybody to support each other outside of. Cause it's not like every like we're missing Riley, so shout out Riley. You know we're missing some producers. Riley. Shout out JB. Shout out um, Ty. You know what I mean? So like outside of like just me working with him, like I'm always encouraging them to like work together or like do events together, help each other do something. So the camaraderie definitely comes from that. Like just yeah. pushing each other to work outside of here, and then they go do whatever. You know? Yeah. And, and, and hip hop is on some other shit. Like yeah. Like you said, hip hop is is like. We go to somebody else, and they're not even an artist. They don't even make music. They don't even do something. But they, they'll go and they'll paint a picture, and now you can use that for your cover, and you can add some words to it, yeah, and bang it out. And everybody mixing stuff. You see, we got a photographer. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody around here, they do their thing, and it just makes you uh, meet everybody who's around you. Like there's so many creatives around town. We we do stuff at a home museum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's just it's just what we do. Right? Can I, can I join to that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Um, Cause like when he said like it goes beyond like that, it's like beating the system. The system already putting pressure on us, and we finding ways to come together and you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. the system is about all looking down, shoulders down. Yeah. But we're finding ways to motivate each other, bro. Right. I think it's about the energy too that we put out. Mm -hmm. And it's mm. like that he puts out. They put out certain energy. We put out certain energy. I and love it. Just it. Attracts us all together. Indeed, thousand percent. And all I, that, all I that love power it. is eventually going to lead to something. Energy is key, baby. So, so then, um, so then, lar larger than life is not just a hip hop group. Uh, it, it's a statement. So, what message or narrative 
uh, do you aim to convey through your music and presence in the music industry? So it's really just bringing a whole new light and energy to pop culture and media. Um, I've been working on like commercials uh, mm -hmm. for bigger brands and things. So the goal is everybody you see here, plus who we start bringing along, um, is to get them into big projects where their their work is in big commercials, maybe you know in the arenas for big sports games, um, stuff like that. So. The mission is yeah, just shedding a, a brighter light into pop culture. Yeah. Dig it, dig it. So uh, this, the, the, this question is for everybody now because I want uh, uh, everybody to get involved here. We'll start off with you. So um, Hip Hop 50, what does that mean to you? And where do you see the game going in the next three years? In the next three years specifically. <laughs> you, got you can talk about yourself. Dang. Um, dang, I don't know if I ever thought about like really what it meant to me, mm -hmm. but it's just something that I chose to put in my life. No one really around me in my family listened to that kind of music. Yeah. So that was something that, like, I found and I fell in love with, like, with Lil Wayne, like, was probably, like, mm -hmm. just, like, popping off when I was, like, a young teenager. Mm -hmm. And, like, obviously, like, radio shit, like, that was, like, heavy. Like, I, I, man, I spent a lot of time listening on it. It's, like, crazy that this is kind of the first time I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But it, like, kind of just saturated my life. I just... I loved it. I dived into it. I wanted to know it. I studied it. Yeah. All those like YouTube like deep dives into like artists lives like that was me like watching those hour hour long documentaries like mm -hmm. So I I can go for days into all the past of like hip hop that I find influence in, but mm -hmm. ultimately it's just like something I fell in love with. Yeah. Yeah, hip hop. Amen. It evolves with itself too. Thank you know God, what I'm thank God for hip hop, man. One thousand. Yeah, that should it. It evolves with itself. You know, like it's like you ain't get. Uh, there's a whole different genre of music that was popping five years ago mm -hmm. than it is right now, yeah. or it was five years before that. Literally. And it's gonna keep doing that forever. And as people ah. who like us, we're gonna evolve with it, and everybody's gonna do their own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, I think in three years, it's probably going to be a little bit of the same stuff that's happening It's right us. Now. Literally, in three years, it's us. It probably don't make no us. sense. Like, we're <laughs> so futuristic with it. Like, Weird. we, like, really just build off of all the layers. Like, kind of yeah. like what he just said. Like, we all found a way to do it so different. Yeah. But, like, keep, like, all that natural element yeah. in there. And, to, and like, that core that people love. But it's like it's more than hip hop. It's like art at this point. Like really, like the creativeness. Like that's like what keeps the keeps the market alive. Like in in like music. Yeah. It's just like how creative can the artist get with it? Big facts. I but think like, it's different it's right now. It's us, really larger than life. I think it's way really different, like. man. <laughs> Should I put this back? Mm? Oh come yeah. on. Man. I think in the next three years. Uh, I think hip hop is missing like the next set of stars, mm. and I think with this group being so different, bringing like different elements, I think I feel like with our belief in each other and like what we're doing, I feel like in the next three years we could be like the next like big stars. Yeah. So I think I feel like that's what the future of hip hop is coming. No. Yeah. All right. All right. Man, I'm the next three years of hip hop. Uh, it's bleeding into like every genre on the planet, you know? Yeah. So like the next three years of it is even hard to like say because it's like what even is hip hop anymore? So I just think it's just going to keep influencing everything. Um, so to me, the next three years is I, I just think we're going to see it way more in like um, if it's kids shows, TV, you know, sports games. Like it's just going to keep, like I said, influencing pop culture. Like everything that's pop culture is going to be hip hop, which if it's not already, you know? So, right. Be yeah. be because we see it all over you know we see it in commercials we see it in diaper commercials right you, you know right. It's, it, it's, it's literally yeah that's a fact so that's what i mean the next two years i think it's just going to be newer younger artists mm -hmm. and like i say newer because that's a that's a, a valid point is like 
<laughs> newer stars and things is like we're getting I know I'm to the age where it's like some guys I hear I'm like yo I've never heard of him you know what yeah. I mean so it's like right. it's we're just gonna get used to it being people we've never heard of right that are in mainstream pop culture like, right yeah. stars are definitely gonna keep emerging from different places too I'm just, I'm because just creeping my like, way up even even when you like you think about us like we're from PA like the only place that's big out in PA is like Philly besides like little little places like Harrisburg you know what I'm saying and like our our association with hip hop is completely different than other people's association like growing other people growing up in in New York or Texas or California it's completely different from what we grew up with yeah and, and I think a lot of our stuff is based by choice because of that you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like it's gonna be different just because it's gonna be from small places right because all the big ones are, are ganged out they're like they're everybody's out there 50 different people every day you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. like the same thing um, and I think the small places are gonna start getting known because we have social media and stuff now too back then right. we didn't have that so yeah it's getting stupid with social yeah media. it's getting crazy <laughs> <laughs> very true very true how about uh, hip hop um, Hip hop in hip hop fifty, and then hip hop in the next three years. Hip hop fifty, um, it's like happy birthday hip hop. That's all cute. That's all adorable. But hip hop in the next three years, Viv, Viv, Viv. I hope you you ready to take the next three steps to your journey, cause it's some people coming at you to elevate you and evolve you. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I pray, and I hope the world ready for it. But hip hop's elevation in the next three years, man, mm-hmm. it's gonna blow somebody' mind that ain't ready for it. But somebody that's ready for it, you a hip hop folk, man. You meant to be a part of the culture. Okay, it's for the culture. Dig it, dig it, dig it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm gonna just echo what everybody else said for the most part, right? Like. Um, it's time for some new faces, new energy. Like, mm. I ain't going to say it's me, right? But I definitely want to, for the things that I can see, the things that I can control, mm-hmm. right? Like, I want to see an industry where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, within Lancaster's community, within Central Pennsylvania, York, Harrisburg, like, and that, you know, triangle, if you want to say, and even a, further than that, Reading, um, Norristown, Coatesville, all those type of places. Like, yeah. we have so much talent in these small pockets. What we got to do is figure out a way to create um, experiences that are are worth it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we got too many people that want a good time and they'll continuously waste their, waste their money, waste their time on things that aren't really conducive to loving the art that, we, that we're into, right? But, like, right. if we figure out a way to get independent artists, local artists in those communities to create experiences that fans would enjoy, then at the end of the day, like, whether they're intimate or whether they're big, that's how you create a, a industry, you know what I'm saying? Right. An entertainment industry around here. So I'm hoping in the next three years, from these small open mics to these showcases to big music festivals, it continues to grow and we can start building with each other. And I think that's the that's what this is all about. It's not really a group, it's more like a label, you know? A, yeah. a, a way to just connect other artists to new opportunities, whether it's a song, a verse, a poem, a mural. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's really just the opportunity and getting the message out there. Yeah, indeed. Now, um, Amen. Uh, Tyrion, you you said something uh, that was interesting uh, that I had to write I down mean, uh, and, and 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 circle back. I mean, um, what what is lie. what is hip hop anymore? Like that's what you mm. said. You said what is what is hip hop anymore? What did you mean by that? I, I, I think you know what I meant. That's why I, said, <laughs> I did. Yes, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's crazy, right? Like, like because, like, uh, I think Dom said something about subgenres. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's so many different versions of hip-hop right. now that it's like, somebody might say, no, this is hip-hop. Somebody else would say, this ain't hip-hop. You know, yeah. but it's like, it's definitely hip-hop influenced or, so it's really, I don't know what hip-hop is anymore. I just know it's like, if it was... If I was to say what hip hop was, it would just be like the culture of what birthed it, like yeah. the dancing, the fashion, the art, expressing ourselves through words and beats, you know, like literally like how they took breakdowns in the songs. Like they would take not the whole song, but the breakdown yeah. words, drums and rap over that because there was something to using our voice over drums and yeah. like the rhythm. So it was like to me, it's that it's like feeling and like I love how Leo was saying 
about like oh we're futuristic and like that's what I think it is it's like feeling is like the future and it's like whether what you're saying connects or not or what yeah. you're saying is other people could feel or not and 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 uh what what we're talking about here um uh folks uh, what we're talking about here uh, to catch you up, you the listener, we are talking about the evolution of hip hop over the years. Um, so now this this evolution and this futuristic uh, sound, how do you all navigate um, the balance between honoring the genre's roots and pushing the boundaries to create something new? Hmm. Hmm. Question. I would love to hear somebody. somebody else's, <laughs> I would love to hear other people's answers on that. Yeah. What was the question? Um, how, how do you all navigate the balance between honoring the genre's roots and pushing its boundaries uh, to create something Pro new and fresh? Producing. So, I mean, certainly like. Please rhyme, elaborate. Like rhyme patterns. Mm hmm. And yeah. uh, the way songs are wrote in like 16, then like a, a hook. Yeah. But mm -hmm. like the way songs produce, like different instruments are coming out uh, electronic, digital. Uh, organic instruments, whatever. So, like, we could push different boundaries that way. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically like my answer for it. Yeah, okay. I mean, you play with your voices. Everybody in yeah, here got too. their different voices. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, like, like you said, them. everybody in here is different. Like, you can call my man's over here like a backpack man. Like, he's real. He's real down with early hip hop, and he'll he'll. Uh, you can see that influence in his in his music. Yeah, fully. You know, Leo got more of a punk rock feel. Mm -hmm. But when she starts spitting, it's a rap. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And obviously, it's a rap too. Like it's really good. It's it's big time, and 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 I think that just the way everybody grows up is how everything evolves. Because yeah, man. I grow up, and we're all different ages. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all different generations, and. Life. Yeah, exactly. Like so like I grow I grew up on on real Philly stuff like Meek Mill and stuff like that. Mm. Then when I hit 18, that's when I start hitting out the the Biggie Smalls and the Tupac and all that oh, stuff wow. and I start, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just how it is and that's why my stuff is more more harder. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my shit is more grunge rap, more more you know loud tones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not I'm not silent. Right. You know what I'm saying it's not quiet. Oh man, I I love the vibe that y'all are um, uh, that y'all are exuding right now. This is uh, this is something that that I have always asked myself. You know, when when there's a blueprint like a Wu Tang, um, uh, where where they all Ooh. from 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 Staten Island, and and they Damn took man, you know the the top performers and everything like that. They took the top performers uh, from from around different neighborhoods and they brought them together. And I always looked at like how comes you know the the Lancasters, the Yorks, the Reddings, the Harrisburgs. How comes we're not seeing more of that? And with you all. We're not just seeing that, but we're seeing kind of kind of like this label kind of feel where, where it's not just a group. It's a, a, a label kind of thing because it's different kinds of feels with hip hop. Am I right in my assumption that like this is kind of like 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 different slices of of, of hip hop right. all all put in this um, uh, musical pizza, so, so to speak? I feel like this ain't even like. Yeah. Low key, like not even a quarter or half of like this gang, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best like, part about the project, like, and and, and it sucks because like I wasn't able to to be there the whole time, but like basically, like when you listen to the project, it drops on Monday. Yeah. So, um, uh, what date? What De date? December 11th. December 11th. All yep. right. Just in case somebody Team listens, yep. you know, beyond. So yeah, December 11th, tap Team in with it. Larger than life, volume one. Um. While you're listening to the project from start to finish, right? In between the project, like the gang, majority of the gang that's a part of this, uh, a part of it, is listening to it with you. And like the uh, uh, interludes in between, like mm -hmm. it's everybody talking about the project and how it, how it, um, how it was created. So it'd be like us laughing in the background, chilling, talking about it, shouting everybody out. It's, it's, it's really dope to hear. We so you feel like you're a part of the process. We right with you. So, so wait, 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 hold on, hold, hold on. Because you said, you said a word that I haven't heard on a hip hop album in about a decade. Interlude. Interlude. That yeah. it is. That that I use those. Yeah. Uh, you you use yeah, those. Of course. Yeah. Interludes are good. <laughs> Gotta have some interludes. interludes. 
I, 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 good job. I, I mean, look, that's that that's something that like hip hop and the hip hop um artists like yourselves really got away from mm-hmm. over the last few years because I remember um about to show my age here, America. Uh, but but I remember like like there would be like movie scenes. You know, um, um, as as part of the album, as mm-hmm. as part of the um, as part of the interlude. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, Jay, reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, he he had about three or four interludes. You know, um, uh, so so I'm 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 hearing this, and, and I'm like, all right, all right. Well, well, this this is paying paying homage to the past with the interludes and everything, and then you all have this new futuristic sound, um, and then you have the collaboration as as well so um so i want to concentrate now on the money making part of it and the live performances when is your your next live performance and um and and how can people support the vision so i guess one thing to get clear is like it's it's a label in a sense of bringing opportunity to artists you know um but not in any form of like me managing their shows or anything so it's like if i have the opportunity for one of them to do a show and i can get them paid Mm -hmm. then we do that so it's like shout out riley like he was the first one to like i set up this i set up uh an event in the art park downtown in lancaster where Mm -hmm. you know um across from pcat yeah um and i called it the larger than life exhibit one you know and it was the first larger than life like live music event so Mm -hmm. i had um, people come out as an open mic first to just like share whatever they want to share. Like whoever was there could come just share whatever. But Riley was the headliner, um, and then he got paid to do that event. So nice. if I get the opportunity to put any of them on, like I'm, I'm putting them in position. Um, other than that, like money making wise is, it's kind of on them, and they all yeah. have their own hustle and their own grind. Like they all do it. It's, it's really dope. Yeah. All right, and um, he wanted to add uh, uh something. He wanted to add something. Good bro. Um. I just want to say Merry Christmas. Uh, oh man, I can tell. I can tell that he's the personality of the group. Yo, no, no, I brought no. up. Um, I can't <laughs> wait till y'all hear the project. That's the funny part. Uh, <laughs> you said Wu Tang the whole time. I'm looking at him. I'm like, man, this man ain't ODB. ODB, in the yeah. <laughs> but when you hear the music though, you can feel the energy in it too, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, but right. but to your point though, I will say that you know. Um, for and I, I think I can speak to a lot of artists that I know. Like, the money maker is performance. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. For a lot of us, not for everybody though. Mm-hmm. Not for everybody. And I think that's the beauty beauty of opportunity like larger than life because T Mac has found ways outside of being a performer mm. um, to create revenue for himself and like find find ways to like get your music business stuff straight. Right. Like, your publishing. Right. Like like one one really important thing about this like we all got our publishing for this project nice, you know what i'm saying nice, like nice. majority of the people in it learn how to get their publishing from him you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah so like that's a huge you know ordeal right there and then you know music placements and stuff like that and the movies and the, like he mentioned earlier and the other other opportunities like that's where this is headed to you know what i'm saying Dope. but i think in lancaster a lot of opportunities are through performance based up yeah so i would say like you know, building up a catalog, right? Like, I've seen, um, like I said, like, the majority of the squad over here, like, I've seen them at open mics, you know what I'm saying? And when I saw it, I already seen the spark. I seen them move people. Like, to be able to move people from all different walks of life that they really don't even know why they're there. You know what I'm saying? They may be there for a friend. They may be there to just grab a drink. They may be there just for whatever, for live music, right? And then they get a feel, and you're able to move all different walks of people that says something. Now you're able to maybe sell out a show yourself, right? Mm. Like, it's just building up organically and, like, yeah, yeah like, just find, find a lane. It's about being there and doing it. Yo, for real, though. Uh, so, um, um, you all bought, uh, brought up um, um, publishing and what um, uh, Tyrion does and, and, and how he gets y'all prepared for that. So, how important is it um, for artists to know how to navigate that? Because that's that's something that, that I have not heard artists talk about in past interviews if you can't get your publishing then you're not gonna get that check yep. mm. it's a big fact performance is big time but you're not gonna get paid for that performance until you either get to the performance or the performance is done mm-hmm. and your performance is one one time or two times maybe that week you know what i'm saying and, and at the end of the day you're either gonna get a lump sum or you're gonna get ticket sales so all that stuff goes into how much money you're gonna make 
if you can have something on the side to where the stuff that you're doing at your house that you're doing with your friends in the studio that you already put money for if you can sit down and accumulate that money and everything's published correctly and your name is out there and you're getting every check every dime that you need then you can actually do something with that yeah, there's really. nothing else that there, there there's nothing else that you need besides a little money in your pocket so that you can move on and do the next thing. And the main thing, too, is that if, like, hypothetically, like, I was talking about the um, the possibility of getting, like, a placement for if you don't have your publishing, you can't even be considered for an opportunity like that. So let's wow. say you got a really good song, like, and the song's hot, a lot of people like it. It sounds like it should be on Fast and the Furious. Mm -hmm. Well, Fast and the Furious is never going to even look at that song if they don't see it having the checks and balances like oh it got this it got that it got this it got that you know what i'm saying and i learned from just watching him through the process you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and then he hit me like yo one of our songs get picked up oh what's your publishing and i'm like oh shoot what's that what do i gotta do mm -hmm. and him breaking it down for me not like ridiculing me or like pushing it to the side because like not like that let's say me i got a feature with him and one of my songs get picked up if he don't got his publishing i could just go get it myself yeah, 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 yeah. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so to have somebody reach out like yo listen this is how we should do it. This is how we should break it down. Like, that's real genuine. You that's, know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's how you protect real. yourself as an artist. That's what real. Yo, I will tell you this. Um, um, I like to humble brag on the Melanin Report yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that this is the smartest thing on on audio. Um, and, and what y'all heard right there, that, that little blurb right there, make sure that you share that with a friend. Make sure that you uh, uh, drop this in their DM and be like, uh, go to that 30 minute mark and 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 listen to what these artists have to say because they are definitely dropping some nuggets of knowledge that i hope you the listener are picking up uh so uh we have about 10 minutes left um uh, uh for for our discussion here um i have two more questions and then we're going to get into our things to make you say, hmm. hmm. So, um, um, question here for the group. As a hip-hop group, do you feel a responsibility to address social issues in your music? I think naturally that's like what we're going to do. Mm. I don't feel like anybody should be forced to do something like that. Um, I think the, the coolest thing about music that we have today is that we got leaders in the industry, yeah. like high in the industry that will tell you like, you're better off being yourself than to pretend to be an activist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To jump on every social cause and be like, yo, shout out to these people, yo, shout out to these people, yo, shout out to these people. That's what culture vultures do. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what people that don't, or opportunists do. You know what I'm saying? Stick with what you believe on, stand on business that you can honor, that you can sleep with every night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I do think that naturally, that's what true hip hop comes from the essence of social issues and what's going on everyday life, yeah. human, and, the human and, experience. And to piggyback off of that, hip hop started from social issues. Right. That's all yeah, I gotta facts. say. Mm -hmm. Right. I, and, I and, mean, if, you, if you're gonna speak on something though, I feel like you need to know what you're talking about. Talk heavy. Yeah. Facts. Talk heavy. And that's facts. a big thing too, because you can speak on Tell anything you bro. want, bruh. But facts. at the end of the day, if you're speaking on no something and you're completely wrong, then you look like the fool. You look mm -hmm. like a dumb. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah. And you know like what I'm that, saying? Like, leading people. Like, if we're leading people to their demise, then who are we? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I'm we're saying. part of the problem. Facts. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Energy. Energy, energy. I love it. Uh, 110. So, so, um, 30, 50. So, to wrap up uh, uh, this this um, uh, conversation about larger than life, what is coming up next? What's on the agenda? And what can people anticipate? So much. Because when I'm around you, I got to step. My bad. Um, that was, I was slightly distracted. I heard but ODB, some, ODB was talking. I heard some, I heard some lovey dovey stuff going on. It's all right. It, it, it's all right. So, um, so you all have a a project coming up. Um, what can people expect from the project? When does it come out? And yeah, what can we expect to hear? The floor is yours. So I'm going to just say it comes out December 11th. That's next Monday from today that we're actually here recording this. Um, and what to expect, I would just say, like, the most genuine uh, creative juices all bottled up in one in one spot. Other than that, I'm going to let everybody take it from there. All right. Yeah. All right. 
Big facts. I mean, mm-hmm. just get ready for the album. We listened to it on the way here, and I was actually surprised because for some reason I didn't listen to the full thing. <laughs> I was like, wow, this shit is actually a banger. No. And and if you don't listen to it, you're actually missing out. You know what I'm saying? Facts. That's a big fact. Uh, show love to that little Just come show. feel the energy, man. Yeah. December 11th. Yeah, yeah, December eleventh. It's, it's, it's Kool Aid with extra sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I, <laughs> Velcro, Velcro knows everything to do with Kool Aid. <laughs> I like that. It's it's Kool Aid <laughs> with extra sugar. Look, um, can I steal that? Can I steal that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, look, look. I'm Fifty dollars. He's a real one. <laughs> look, 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 look. Oh, I will, shit. I will, I will cash app you because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't want you to be like, yo, he stole my line. <laughs> he he stole my line. But but yeah. Um um. Uh, uh, again, this is the larger in life crew, the larger in life family. I mean, I am I am just. Uh, in, in awe of of everything that you all have done up to this point, um, uh, and everything that you will do. I'm looking forward uh, to December 11th. I am going to uh, put that in my calendar, and you, the listener, make sure you put that on your calendar as well. So now we're going to transition here and get into things that make you say hmm. And for the next five to ten minutes we're going to um I'll talk about some things that you make you think hit you off with some hypotheticals and hit you off with some uh stuff that'll tickle your mendula your uh adula amangata i didn't say that right but <laughs> it's all right <laughs> so so here it is uh the first question is what might mama say you need in order to get some mcdonald's is it A, a job, oh, no. B, a clue, C, good grades, or D, McDonald's money? McDonald's oh, money. McDonald's <laughs> you got McDonald's money. You got McDonald's money. Yeah. You know, um, I will say oh, this, and, and, and no. my, mom, <laughs> my, my, my mom might get mad at me. Uh, there's been times that I had McDonald's money. And she's like, yeah, we're still not going to McDonald's. <laughs> you know? So, uh, you ain't got no gas money, too. You got gas no, money and McDonald's money. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and that's 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 the gas right there. Like, you just, you just asked for McDonald's money. That's it. So, according to Kanye, Ooh. who doesn't have the answers? Hold on, ask him. You're, l- listen to the question, brother. Ask All right. Who doesn't so, have the answers? Yes. Is it A, Taylor Swift? B, Beck, C, Jay-Z, or D, Sway? Who doesn't have the answers? You ain't got the answers, Sway. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. You don't have the answer, Sway. <laughs> there it is. So uh, so we are going to uh, continue this this conversation of uh, of uh, Black Card Revoked uh, on the Melanin Report. We have uh, two more questions to ask before we get to our song. So, if Young Metro don't trust you, what might Future do? You might... A, call <laughs> the police. B, shoot you. C, fight you. D, beat you. I think he's going to call the police. <laughs> nah, he's definitely going to bust a cat. Yo, isn't it beat you? Nah. He's going to shoot him, man. Yeah, yeah. He's going to pop right off. <laughs> so, and, and, and our, final, our final question here. Uh, what's one stereotypical thing that we secretly love? Is it A, strawberry lemonade, B, grape drink, C, fried chicken, or D, Kool-Aid? I think, I think it might be the fried chicken. Unless you're vegan, it's fried chicken. Yo, yo, I heard, um, um, I heard uh, this rant. Is busting, though. <laughs> I heard this rant, and, and, and um, he was talking about, you know, I hate this stereotype about black people and fried chicken and that we love fried chicken. Yeah, of course we eat. love fried chicken because Sweet it's man. effing delicious. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like everybody loves fried chicken. Hey, yo, you don't gotta be black to like fried chicken. Yo, Unless Korean, you're vegan. 
Korean barbecue fried chicken? Yeah. Oh, They're my good. God. Oh. Yo, yo oh. Korea loves us. <laughs> yo, South Korea loves us, bro. <laughs> that is that is the voice, the voice of uh, Velcro. And and we just had uh, the larger in life crew on the Melanin Report. Everyone, I appreciate you all coming in and giving us the game on on uh, Hip Hop 50 and everything larger than life. Thank you for coming and joining us today. I appreciate you, bro. Yes, indeed. Yes, Thank indeed. You. So. <laughs> and and Velcro says happy happy holidays. Uh, so that concludes part three or three of our podcast series this week with our monologue and panel discussion. Again, I want to thank the Larger in Life crew for joining me on the Melanin Report. And before we head out, you know how we like to end each show with a good quote. And this one comes from none other than one of the goats, J. Cole. And he says, I always feel like it's two key ingredients when it comes to following your dreams, making something happen that the average person deems difficult. And if you truly believe it, that's step one. Step two is, well, you know, the hard work that goes along with it. I am Marquise Lupton. This is the Melanin Report. Trust your dopeness and we'll see you on the other side. Peace.